everybody. Hey. This is Macy. And this is Nicole. And you're listening to Buzz Killers. We did that for the first time and we rehearsed it. Yes, we did. So you're welcome. Now you know who you're listening to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for once. We always forget to do that. So here you go. Buzz Welcome killers. back to Buzzkillers. Yeah. So we have, this is the last one of October. I know. I'm kind of sad the spook spook's going away. Well, one of mine ha- in next month has spook spook. It does have spook spook. Well, potential spook spook. We're not sure if it's real. <laughs> <laughs> Being a, a healthy Fair. skeptic here. Healthy skepticism. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's so sad. I know. But, but next week, next week, <laughs> next month. Well, next week. Oh yeah, technically it is next week. <laughs> I'm not wrong on either but account. That's not wrong. No. <laughs> technically, our next month episode is our. Oh my god, I can't talk right now. Next <laughs> month's theme. Wow, next month's theme is actually pretty interesting. Yeah, oh. we're so excited for next we, month's theme. We already decided it, and obviously, we'll announce November first mm-hmm. what we're going to be doing. Yep, because we're excited. I We've know. been waiting for this topic. I've been waiting for this topic. You've been really waiting for I've this. I've been topic. really waiting. We've talked about this before, but it, I have a case that is on my birthday. I had to do it's it. Say, in case you guys didn't know, Macy's birthday is the 13th of November. <laughs> and, and there was a case that happened on that day. <laughs> we are rearranging the episodes, like our order, so yeah, that so Macy that can, can go, go that. for her birthday weekend. <laughs> and it is going to be lit. It is going to be lit. And we have some great <laughs> cases picked out. We really I do. I, I don't know what your second one is, I don't think. But I know what your I know what one of them is. Do I know what one of it? You, of them I did tell you the second one. I don't, just don't remember right yeah. now. Yeah. That's okay. I won't We spoil. talk so much, I forget a lot. We do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to post that meme. <laughs> me annoying my coworker. Yeah. You're not my coworker, but I feel like this is me. <laughs> well, technically, we're coworkers here, so. Yeah, we are coworkers here. Just not in our day jobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even though we work like five minutes down the street from each really, other. Not it's even. Like, it's not even. Like it's like 30 blocks, seconds. Two blocks. <laughs> And it's pretty great. Yeah. We didn't know that, though, for, like, what, two, two three months? Yeah, about – and all of a sudden, you were like, yeah, I get off here at this exit, and, like, drive past this. And I was like, wait, what? Wait a second. Do you go past this, too? And she's like, yeah. I was like, wait a second. Wait. wait. What is the address of where you work? It's literally, like, three numbers away from my office building. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're oh, never far apart. <laughs> never. <laughs> never, ever are we far apart. <laughs> but, uh – Guys, we're drinking a Walking Dead wine <gasps> yes, today. Yes, it is so cool. It's their Cabernet. No, it's their. I'm sorry. It's their Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc. Sorry, we do have a Cabernet Sauvignon. We do. That's downstairs. Not this one. Yeah, and it's got um Glen, lovely Glen on the front. Um, and something cool we figured out today was it's also a living wine label. Yes, that's so cool. We. We do them a lot, and sometimes we post them. I posted, like, the last two yeah. for 19 We definitely We posted, like, Snoop Dogg, and I think we posted one other one. The other lady, the Chardonnay, right? Yeah. The Chard. Ooh, yeah. So this wine is actually amazing. It is And really I don't good. like dry wine. I don't either normally, but this is, like, but this is pretty good. It's refreshing. I'm, trying, I'm going to try it again. <laughs> but the Living Wine label was cool. It, it was, was cool. like I'll post a video of it because I took a – I took a screen video. It was like it was like three D. It was more than just the bottle out. talking. Yeah, it like yeah. smashes through the bottle. And it was so like, cool. Whoa. I'll post it. And there's like blood splatter on the. Oh, you see it here? On yeah. The, on the thing at the top. It's so that cool. Covers the cork. I don't know what that's called. Please, wine people, don't yell at me. The, 
I don't know if it has a name. Just like the little wrapping around the top. Yeah, the wrapping around the top, but it has the like little blood. It's, it's really neat. Yeah. And it also <laughs> tastes delicious. And this is it the is. first time we're trying yeah. ever trying a Walking Dead wine. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Say, I've seen it a lot, and I've never, I've just never grabbed it. And it's cheap, though, so you'd probably, like, that would probably, that should have been the first thing I bought. Right. But, like, I was like, oh, that's so cliche, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cliche, though. And then we all go pick up 19 crimes. <laughs> yeah, we, but shout out to 19 crimes. They have been sharing our stories. I know. We They've love been you. From <laughs> wicked interactive with us, and we we're like, please love are us. So excited about them, and they have so many more wines, and then they have the little mm-hmm. bottles too. Oh my god, the they have this, those little minis, and they have the cans, which I thought was oh, so yeah, cool. Oh yeah, I was like, we, we have went wine, wine, wine shopping the other day because we buy our wine all in advance. Mm-hmm. So. We had a good time because <laughs> we've never actually gone together. <laughs> so we went, she brought me to this huge liquor store that I haven't been to. And uh, we go in. And but I'm it like, is more expensive. It is. It is I did notice Just that. Pointing that out. Because <laughs> um, you said that one wine that we wanted to unshackle that we wanted to try. Yeah, I got like, it. Oh, I got this for $15. And there it was like. It was like $22. It was like $22. I was like, oh. that much money. If I'll spend 15 Yeah. So I'll spend 20 yeah, I got it at the I got it at the liquor store in the town where I live, oh, and the it one was we went to? yeah. Oh, okay, that's yeah. where I found the unshackled. So not that same price. Yeah, but that's probably like a family-owned thing, and this is a chain. Yeah, so that's it. It's probably different, but it did have a it does have a big selection. It does. It really does. And we we walked through. And we were like, but this Mar-Nicole one, but this one is walking through with me, and I'm very weird. I have to look through all the wines first. I can't just be like, I want this one. But then of course I forget like where it was that i saw the cool things i looked for vipera last week for like at least 10 minutes yeah. i was like where was, is that wine it was like one of the first ones we saw we've got there was okay there's got to be like what like eight aisles of straight just wine, wine. half and, of the store is all wine and then mm-hmm. like no not even it's like i guess like a quarter of the store is all no it's half it's half it's yeah half. and then the other but i feel like the liquor is a little bit more maybe not though um, maybe it's it's probably half and half it's but I was telling half. you about that but one down south where it's like two separate buildings. Yeah, you it's were like telling a huge that. compound and like half of this like grocery store size <laughs> place. Like I'm not kidding. It's like a like a freaking Wegmans in there. My dream like, house. Like half of it is all <laughs> liquor and half of it is all wine. That is and so beer. beautiful. And it has beer too, which oh. is awesome because you can get some like really fancy. I like sour beer. So I'm always like, mm-hmm. oh, sour beer is so good. Yes, I found this raspberry kind that's from Wisconsin. Oh, it's really, really hard I to love find. Raspberry. It was so good. And they also have like a cucumber kind. So I'm just like intrigued. You should tell me, tell me what it's called. And I'll ask my sister because she might I'll be like, find it again. you can buy it here. Because I remember good that I got it at this. <laughs> there's this like tiny, tiny little bar. I'm like not even. It's like this little hole in the wall in Columbia called the wig. And, and it's <laughs> underneath like this other building so you have to like go downstairs and there's like this weird creepy hallway and you go in and it's like there's no windows it's dark their food is awesome that actually sounds so cool. <laughs> good and they have this huge beer list and i got it there and then i was like i really like that i want more and except you know it costs like 20 bucks for a six pack oh yep <laughs> it's expensive <laughs> as fuck and so i found it at that giant liquor store but it was yeah. like 30 minutes from my house so I was like, anytime I wanted to go get that specific beer, I had to drive way out of my way. Yeah, there's, there was, um, there was a brewery out in Massachusetts that was like 45 minutes from where I used to live in Canton, mm-hmm. and it's called Trillium. There's one in <gasps> Boston too. My sister too. told me about Trillium. Yeah, there's one in Boston too, and 
or I don't know, Courtney, did you tell me that? (laughs) She did because I remember that. I remember you telling me that she went, she went to Trillium and I was like, oh yeah, I've been there. Mm -hmm. And they have an amazing sour beer. I love sour beer. And Oh, I think it tastes like throw up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, it tastes delicious. Shut your mouth. Shut your whore mouth. It is so good. It is so, so good. And they had like a delicious Hefeweizen too. And I was just like, oh. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we got really off topic. Now that we've ranted about alcohol for 20 minutes, we don't have a problem. <laughs> we, no, we don't. I have to post that that meme one time where I was like, when somebody shares your ideas of day drinking, because I'm telling you, we're doing this at two in the afternoon, three in the afternoon. Always. Um, <laughs> and so we're drinking a whole bottle of wine. And it's the thing from Toy Story where it's like the spork. Yeah. It has like the weird face. And he's like, I'm trash. I'm, I'm trash. I'm trash. <laughs> and so I have to post that because we do day drink. That's the We're little. That's it. the little spork from the new movie, the mm-hmm. one I haven't seen. I haven't seen it either. But I heard it was good. I did hear it was good. Don't scold us. I know. Be- I, I think- heard it was sad, so I've been avoiding it purposefully. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Toy Story three made me cry, so yeah, I'm so. probably gonna mm-hmm. ball my eyes out at I'm this not, one. I'm not that into that. <laughs> I already cry at like everything. <laughs> Seriously, though. <laughs> um, if you haven't finished Bly Manor, you're you gonna cry. Though, and I didn't cry. I can't believe you didn't cry. I cried like a baby. I think it's because I didn't understand it first, and I had to go watch it again. I like I the second I figured out. Well, don't spoil anything. I know, like, but like, I just when you figure out the when, ending. So when I figured out what was going on in the end, I just immediately like lost my shit because I was like, no. Oh, and it I, just, I like, was like, what? And I had to watch the whole ending again. <laughs> I was, like, well, I, was like, I have to watch this episode again. I don't understand <laughs> what is happening. It was so sad, though. It was like I loved, but a lot of people didn't like it, and I really liked it. We liked it a lot. I thought I, it we, was. We liked that it was more psychological than like, like jump scary. Yeah, Although it was like when that one part in that before it's like, do you remember? It was the very, very last scene, and it was when oh. she was trying to get her out of the house. Yes, and she and she's, turned around. She's in the driveway and she turns yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, that got me real good. That scared the living shit out of me. <laughs> I literally like grabbed Nicole's arm. I was like, Oh, oh God! Like, what's happening? And that was like the one. Scare. Yeah, and I told my mom because my mom was like, "I don't want to watch it alone." Yeah, and I was like, "You won't be scared. It's not that scary. It's not too scary." But th- I was like, "But that one, I told her there is one scene towards the end of the series, and it just, it, I said, it's not scary. You're not like, ah! but it caught me off guard. Yeah, and I and I was like, whoa, that, and then um, the the one scene that really freaked me out was when the little girl was in the basement. I didn't like that. And like, because, okay, did you see, they, they posted on Instagram and it was like, how many ghosts did you see? I didn't see? see shit. And like, they posted all of these video clips and I'm like, how did I miss all of these? I like, didn't see any of this. I didn't see any of these. So like, some but of them guys are was. super hidden. That was how it was for Haunting of Hill House too. Yeah. They were like, look at all these ghosts you can see. And I was like, what? When did that happen? attention. <laughs> but then when I went back and watched it again, I was like, oh, I see it. Oh, I see it. I, see, I, yes. I got it now. I see They're it. They're there. Closing in. Originally, you're, you're paying more attention to the storyline than you are. And like, so you see the obvious ones mm-hmm. and then. The ones they want you to see. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. And then. You don't realize that there's like a million more. <laughs> right. 
exactly like they're hiding from you in plain sight i was gonna say and it actually makes me want to watch it again it makes me like want to go well, tyler wants tyler was like i can't believe you watched that all of that without me i know ryan was like how much of it did you watch and i was like um oh, and he was like how much did you watch <laughs> and I was like, it may or may not have been the whole thing <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> and he was like you guys finished it and i was like I was like, well, technically, Maisie and I got through the first seven episodes, and then I came home, and I couldn't wait. It was wait. eight. It was eight. We only had two left. Oh, yeah. It was eight. And so I came home, and I was like, I literally can't wait to find out what happened, so I'm going to watch it right now. Watch it right <laughs> now. And you asked me, are you watching it right now? And I was like, no. You were like, no, we're watching something else. And I was like, son of a bitch. But we did watch <laughs> Evil. Oh, my God, guys. Watch Evil. Evil is it's so amazing. good. But I'm telling you, you'll have la, 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 la. stuck in your head for days it's awful <laughs> i woke up seeing it in my head like i'm not kidding it woke me up out of a deep sleep God. and then tyler got another song stuck in his head and he didn't want that song stuck in his head anymore so he played the video from evil on youtube oh and, god and Why? we hear it all over again and it got stuck in my head for another two days oh my god i would have gone insane and I was like, ah! <laughs> and i kept catching myself singing it like at work i'd be like uh. Damn it! <laughs> <My bitch. laughs> Shut up! I was so upset about it, but I mean, oh my god, so good. That show is freaky in so and they many left ways. You on a cliffhanger. Oh yeah, and oh, I was like, I was on edge waiting to find out if it was gonna be renewed, and I was like, I literally was like, if they don't get renewed, I'm gonna be freaking livid. I'm and gonna go to the writers like and be like, you need to tell characters. me what happened. <laughs> it's great because I love all of the characters sometimes there are characters i'm like oh and sometimes yeah. those other characters spoil it for the rest of exactly the rest of it because i couldn't watch deck i'm sorry i couldn't watch dexter anymore because i hated deborah i hated her <laughs> i hated her with a passion Fucking i was deborah. like shut up deborah like i don't <laughs> like you i oh and so tyler like watched the whole thing and i like only i know what happens in the end <laughs> but I, like, didn't watch it because she annoyed the shit out of me. I was like, I just can't even stand to watch your face. <laughs> your face, it's annoying. <laughs> the face isn't, you're, like, just seeing you is annoying to me. So, But, yeah, no, everybody in Evil is so, I love the characters. The I three main them. people and the way they play off each other I just. Even the, um, even the one guy that's, like, not, what's his name? Shoot. Um, the techie guy. Ben. Ben, yes. Um. I like his character a lot, and he, like, doesn't show up all the time. Yeah. Obviously, the main two characters are, like, the psychiatrist girl and the priest guy. Yeah. Like, they're, the they're like, the love kind of interests, maybe, eventually. Kind, kind of. of. How far are you into this? I finished the whole thing. Oh, you did finish the whole thing. Okay. Yeah, I'm, okay. I was hoping eventually, because I don't like the husband, but that's just me. I don't not like him. But I, I don't, I feel like he plays like good cop, bad cop. And I don't like that. Yeah. Like he goes through these moments where you're like, okay, he's a good person. And, and like then all of a sudden he does something and you're like, wow, you're kind of a douchebag. Like literally <laughs> the whole time with the daughter, like she has this unexplainable disease or whatever. And he like, doesn't know what the fuck's going on. I was like, how do you not know about this? Yeah. She probably told you. I'm going to try not to chew in my microphone. <laughs> Snack break. <That's> um, <laughs> but no, guys, seriously, check out evil. We love all of it. It's on Netflix it's at really the moment. Great. So... And they, at I least guess, in the U.S. I guess the <laughs> release date for the second season has been postponed because of COVID. <laughs> but um, it is they are planning on bringing it back. So I need to start watching Supernatural. There are two episodes into the last seven episodes is of on, the entire is series. It on the CW or whatever. Yeah, it's on the CW app. 
So I need to get, I need to get on that. And I like the worst part is I'm watching from the beginning with Ryan and we're halfway through the second season. So like we have 15 seasons to go or I guess now we have 14, 13. I can do math. 13 and a half. Literally. I can't do math. That was terrible. (laughs) Wow. Guys, Um, (laughs) all of my math teachers are cringing right now. They're like, like, dear God, (laughs) (laughs) we tried so hard with her. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But yeah, like I want to watch them, but I can't show him because he can't know how the entire series ends when he's only in the middle of season two. I like spoilers, so that wouldn't bother me. See, but. I'm like, no, nope. <laughs> I'm like, you're not I'm watching this. I'm trying to start all over. I watched like seven seasons of Criminal Minds or something on Netflix before they like started coming out with the new ones. Yeah. And the last one is going to be on Netflix soon. The very last season because they just wrapped it like a couple months I ago. Watched, I watched the final episode. Don't tell me. Um, I, I haven't watched that far. I have like a thing with Spencer Reed and whenever something bad happens to him, I stop watching for a while. Oh my God, that was me. Because I feel so bad for him. That's literally what made me stop watching in the first place. That the the series where he has like the pen pal girlfriend and he's like finally supposed God, to God, yeah. That's he was like hard. finally supposed to meet her in person. And then and he then has like the weird stalker girl that yep, like is yep. obsessed with him and her well, and like, her, mostly. yeah. And like she ends up doing like uh, she ends up fucking killing them both doing a murder suicide. And it was just awful. And it was the one like where he gets trapped by the guy who thinks he's the angel and his father. And he like yeah. shoots him up with the drugs and he becomes addicted. I was like, my poor baby Spencer, my, how dare you? I know. How dare you hurt my baby Spencer? <laughs> he's my favorite. Especially, hey, we love you. <laughs> Hi, Matthew Gray Goobler. I love you. You are um, great. <laughs> I honestly, he was always my favorite character. Always. My friend really loved Morgan, but I always loved Spencer. Oh, see, I liked favorite. Morgan because I enjoyed Morgan and uh, Penelope and Penelope. I like Penelope a lot. But like She's even even Morgan and Reed's like their goofy friendship yeah. always killed me. Yeah. Because Morgan used to like just kind of like give him like a oh you're such like a baby oh, like oh look, 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 look at you you yeah like, it was just like they had such a cute like playful relationship and it I was know. just like and he leaves and then he leaves and he goes and he does SWAT so well he, he has a wife and kids and didn't she almost die or something so in real life. No, like in the show. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. I didn't get that far. Oh, ah! Uh, okay, sorry. That's okay. No, <laughs> I <laughs> I may watch it eventually. I'll probably forget that you said that. Tyler and I are rewatching it. and like getting, I s- We're getting to a point where I'm going to not know episodes, I think. Yeah. But we've been watching for like two, three months, and he's still like, how many episodes of this have you fucking seen? <laughs> like, when are we going to get to new things? You haven't seen me, see? I was going to say, like, I, I'm only watching. I love it. I don't care after uh, that was the point that's why i was telling you is like that episode where they where he they there's the crazy girl and his pen pal girlfriend like that was when i stopped watching i stopped watching because i was just so pissed yeah there was a new another season a couple seasons later where i stopped watching because something happened with reed like in the very opening episode and i was like god damn you i don't want to watch this (laughs) leave my baby alone my baby alone i love him so much and he's so smart i just love it anyway Wow, we've been talking a long time. Yes, we have, and I'm really sorry, guys. If we, you're with us still, like, we just get hi, so excited because now, now that summer's over and like my schedule is like set in stone, and because like I wasn't working, I was working from home for a while. Yeah, like we don't see each other as often. No, I know. And we so went this from is like our only time. <laughs> we literally, talk. we were like at the point where we saw. I mean, because we did, we saw each other like three or four times a week. I say we were doing like we did like Mexican Mondays, so like we always made some kind of Mexican. We were food always seeing each other. 
sometimes Friday, but definitely Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday. Yeah. So at least three times, three, four times a week. Mm-hmm. And now we're like maybe once or twice a week. Definitely always Sundays to record, but then like sometimes Fridays, sometimes Saturdays. Well, we hung out yesterday. Mostly Saturday. I say it's mostly Saturdays, though, because it's once you're out of work. Yeah. Because Fridays, you still have to get up really early on Saturday morning, which is bleh, but. (laughs) Anyway, guys. Oh, guys, I promise. We're we're sorry that we we digress. (laughs) I don't know if that's the right word, but anyway. So we should get talking about this. This is Nicole's case. I'm so excited. I'm just going to say something that Macy said last time. This is our podcast. This is our podcast. I don't care if you don't like it. (laughs) Deal with it. You can skip this 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I won't be offended, to be quite honest. I really won't. As long as you like us when we actually tell the case. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Okay. Guys. I am telling you about the legend of Cropsy. So excited. And the fact that Cropsy became a real person. And it's kind of terrifying. And I have a lot of opinions about this case. That <laughs> I just the, was like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> at the end, I like I I have something in my notes where like I'm gonna get us into a discussion because <gasps> Oh I'm excited. I'm pl- I, after getting through this and watching, so there's, okay, that's one thing. I'll tell you, there's a great documentary, Mm -hmm. just, it's literally called Cropsy, and I found it on IMDb TV. But I found it on Amazon, no, what did I find? You said Netflix. Netflix, A long time ago. A long time ago, and I couldn't, I couldn't find it there, but I mean, it's. They take things off their phone. Yeah, it's, it's somewhere, I mean, I got to watch it for free with the IMDb TV thing. Just make sure you cancel. Yeah, well, actually, (laughs) it was, um, it was free as long as I watched it with ads, so I was like, Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't have to that. sign up for anything, so I was like, okay. I always just mute it then. Yeah. Well, actually, kind of helped because then it gave me like a couple minutes to help like catch up with my notes. Oh right. And like things I would be typing. Nice. But nice, a nice. lot of information I got came out of there, and because they were very very thorough, it was a great great it's a, documentary. It's, a, it's really informative. Yeah. Uh, that's so. If you if you're interested in this case, you should definitely watch that documentary. We recommend. Um. So. The legend of Cropsy comes from Staten Island. Woo-hoo. And, yep, more New York. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> it's like we never leave. Um, <laughs> we live here. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't leave. <laughs> I was born here, left, and now I'm back. <laughs> anyway. Well, I lived my whole 18 years here. And then I left. <laughs> and then you left. And then and I came back, back again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Anyway. So, um, no one actually really knows where this legend originated. Mm-hmm. So, it was a legend before it became an actual case. And this was something that parents would tell to children. And it was, he was basically like the boogeyman of Staten Island. Okay. And the legend have it, has it, has it, like, Wow. This wine's good, guys. I'm not even done with my first glass. Wow, she needs to keep. <laughs> Legend has it that <laughs> he was he was a homicidal madman who actually escaped um, a psychiatric hospital. Okay. And there's two versions of the legend, and most of what I found said he has a hook for a hand, but there are a few people, and it is also mentioned in the documentary that some people actually, um, it was swapped out. He didn't have a hook for a hand, but he carried a bloody axe. So there's a couple, there's, there's some, two different variations yeah, variation. of what he looked like, um, but mostly people said hook for a hand. Okay. Um, 
That just reminds me of that SpongeBob episode where he thinks he sees that guy with the hash slinging slasher. <laughs> I hate that I knew that like as it came out of your it's mouth. It's the hash slinging slasher. Oh my god. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> and it's that weird looking guy with like a fork or something. He's yeah, he's got like a spatula. Oh, a spatula. Or something. <laughs> oh, he has because he has a spatula yeah. for hand. He doesn't have a. Sorry, this is a ch- well. It's kind of a children's show. <laughs> I mean, it was supposed to be an Adult Swim show. You can tell. It, like you can definitely tell. <laughs> it was not meant to be a children's show. No. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> We're trying, guys. <laughs> um. So what parents used to tell kids was that if it was kind of like go to bed or Cropsy will get you, don't go out at night or Cropsy's going to get you, like okay. stay close to home, you know, it basically don't go into, you know, abandoned buildings like Cropsy's going to get you. Okay. And the whole thing was that they believed that Cropsy would take children and drag them away while they were away from their parents and drag them into the underground tunnels below the abandoned psychiatric hospital that was in the neighborhood of Staten Island. Um, (laughs) yeah, it was kind of, I would, I would have been freaking terrified. I would have been like, okay, mom. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Okay. I won't go anywhere near there. (laughs) I was going to say, I'm never going outside unsupervised again. Um, (laughs) I'm fine. It's good. (laughs) Um, and as kids got older, like there, there's a lot of different versions of it. It, it was told over campfire stories for many, many years Mm -hmm. and it gets darker and more twisted the older the kids get. And, um, it actually, the tale of Cropsy became a movie in 1981 called The Burning. And it's one of the versions of the tale the, of Cropsy. Okay. And I have the IMDb description and it says a former summer camp caretaker horribly burned from a prank gone wrong lurks around upstate New York summer camp bent on killing the teenagers responsible for his disfigurement. It says upstate New York. So I'm going with they didn't base it in Staten Island. Probably not. I did not watch this movie. Um, sorry. Looks good. <laughs> um, we want to know. But honestly, it sounded very much like Friday the 13th. Yeah, Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, except he's actually dead, isn't he? Yeah, and it's his mother. But <laughs> wait, it, he wait what? In Friday the Thirteenth, she just spoiled something for me. He's not real. I thought he lived in your dreams. Wait, I'm thinking about something else. I was gonna say. Think about Freddy. <laughs> I'm thinking about. Oh God! I was like, movie? wait oh, a second. Nightmare on Elm Street. I was gonna say, girl, we watched Friday the Thirteenth together. What? I was like, isn't he dead though? <laughs> no, but he becomes back. He's he's actually alive. Say tech, later on. Yeah, say so he actually. They bring him back in like the never, second, and the never third mind, movies. Guys. But in the very original Friday the Thirteenth, Jason is not is not there. Actually, Jason, it's, it's his, his mother. mother coming back to get revenge. If you didn't know for that, sorry. all the kids at camp that ended up drowning, that he like drowned by accident, and but this mother's back come back for revenge because nobody was paying attention and saved him. But it was, it kind of reminded me of that. Like, (laughs) there was an accident in a camp and they're coming back for revenge. And I was like, "Mm, that's very Friday the 13th. (laughs) Not Nightmare on Elm Street. (laughs) (laughs) Well, kind of, I guess. He does the same thing. Well, he's icky, right? He kills kids. And then the parents, like, attack him and, like, tie him up somewhere and burn the building down. Mm. 
And that's like he like that why his face is all burned is because of that. Don't but judge me, I've never seen it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but that's why I was like, you know, he comes back for revenge on the kids who like turned him in. Wow. Or something like that. I think maybe. <laughs> Not don't don't quote me on that. <laughs> I've only seen part of it and when Johnny Depp died, I cried myself to sleep. <laughs> not oh, really God. but i was very upset anyway um so this movie actually came out in 1981 which was actually a year after cropsy came to life Eek. <laughs> so Eek. that's all i have to say yeah <laughs> um i i think I, I said i mentioned part of this already Keep going. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Somebody I, sent me a weird text message. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I looked over in your face. You were like. I'll show you. I'll show you when we take a break. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, a lot of this information came from that documentary, Cropsy, which was filmed in 2004 when the suspect is on trial. Mm-hmm. And it's the second time he's on trial, actually, that this is filmed. And... They actually never get him to speak to anyone. Wait, he, like, doesn't talk to the press or anything? Doesn't talk to the press. He's never done interviews. He always refuses them. What? He didn't even take the stand at his own trial. Did he just, like, figure he was, like, guilty no matter what? Well, that's what I'm going to talk about. And I'm going to let you decide for yourself. I'm pumped. Okay, let's do this. So, uh, real-life Cropsy, his name was Andre Rand. He was born March 11th in 1944 in Manhattan, but he grew up in Ithaca. Oh, okay. Fun fact. And eventually cool. ended up back on Staten Island. His birth name was Frank Ration. Okay. Um, and, and he came up with Andre. Yeah, he ended up... Cha- <laughs> he ends up, he ends up um, I'm Andre. Um, how, I have it in here when he like later changes his name. Okay. Um, but as he was growing up, um, his mother was actually admitted to the Pilgrim State Asylum on Long Island. Um, she had a lot of motion- emotional issues, and this played, like, a big part in his life. It really kind of... Soured him for later on. She, yeah, she okay. was constantly, like, in and out. And um, just a fun fact, the Pilgrim State Asylum on Long Island was... Staten Island? No, this was on Long oh, Island. Oh, Long Island. Okay, sorry. Um, I get them confused sometimes. I, I do too. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to anybody from there. We are really sorry. My ca- one of my cases is on Long Island, so that'll be interesting. Ooh, that's where some of Ryan's family lives. So I've been there a few times. So it's I went once, kind of. Yeah, once. Yeah, well, maybe twice. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, but a fun fact is Pilgrim State Asylum was actually the largest asylum in the world. Really? And at one time, it housed thirteen thousand people. Did it house? 13,000 people healthily? It did not say. <laughs> that was <laughs> That's like my question. That was a fact that was just like thrown into the documentary and I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> um, okay. Cool. It's like, "All right." Um, but growing up, he had a sister, but they weren't really close. Okay. When often his mother was off in the in the asylum, they like she was older than him. She went out and did her own thing. Like they weren't they okay. were never very close siblings. Okay. Um, but they, she comes onto the camera for like a very, very brief interview. They blurred her face. They don't give her name. She like didn't really want to be in it, but 
she gave him like a couple of little statements about it because people keep approaching her. Okay. But she was like, we weren't close. I don't know him. Like, yes, technically he's my blood related brother, but I don't know him. Okay. And, but she said. Which is sad. Let's just point yeah, out. Yeah. And she said that even though like their mom had a lot of emotional problems that they pretty well had a good childhood. She uh-huh. said personally, like, like it didn't really affect her. She lives a normal life. Um, but that's it. That's all she would really say. Okay. So the sister just like is She's not absent. in the story. Okay. Um, in the sixties, he did a brief stint serving in the army. Um, when he came back, he in nineteen sixty six, he ends up he. This is where it starts. He ends up getting a job. I'm sorry, I'm laughing because Macy's eating right now. She's like <laughs> leaning like eighteen years away from the microphone, trying not to let you hear her crunch. <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> Doing it for all of you. (laughs) For your ears. Um, So in 1966, he gets a job working as a physical therapist at New York's Willowbrook State School. Um, And this eventually eventually gets its name changed and it becomes the Staten Island Developmental Center. And so this was, it was a hospital for children that had any kind of mental disability. Okay. Um, I dig it. Lots of articles said he was a janitor. He was not a janitor. Okay. In the documentary, they talk about it. They have proof. Even the cops were like, yes, he was a physical therapist. He, I don't know where some people got the fact that he was a janitor, but he was not. Um, okay. So I wanted to mention that. <laughs> um, and this school was known for its horrible, horrible conditions. It was really terrible. And if you guys watch this documentary, you can see it. It's overcrowded. So it's absolutely filthy. They don't have enough food. They don't have enough bedding. They don't have enough clothing. There's you you can't accept children into your school. What the fuck? Well, the problem was a lot of kids were dumped. It was a lot. They're just like, what do we do with these people? Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. it's in the 60s and mental disabilities. We didn't really know how to handle them. So a lot of these children were just dropped off and left. You know that I read. Sorry. No, you're tangent. fine. I read on this. I don't know who posted this on Instagram. So if you're listening, hey, shout out whoever you are. There was this thing that was like, did you know that the average college like student now mm-hmm. has as much anxiety as like a patient at an asylum in like the olden days? Oh, I'm sorry for your earballs. That was a loud-ass laugh, but <laughs> oh, my God, that's accurate. Yeah, like, you literally have so much stress, and, like, these people had almost, like, no stress. Well, I mean, they probably did, but well, looking so- back at it as, like, a person from, like, modern times, it's like, wow, that must have been such an easy fucking life. Things were simpler back then. Things are fucking, like, $3 a gallon for gas, and, like, you get a candy piece of candy for a, a penny. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like things were just. Can I live back then? You didn't have. My college bill would be $100. Well, it was (laughs) like like, even just the stress of like your cell phones. I mean, we didn't have social media. They didn't have social media. They didn't have. There was no worry about how many likes you got on your Instagram post. Oh, yeah. Nobody gave a shit about that. It was just like you were outside playing in the dirt. You were a kid. You were having fun. There was no. I'm telling you, when I have kids, they don't get fucking screens. Nope. I'm not going to be one of those people. I'm not dissing anybody who does it, but I'm not going to be one of those people that has, like, 
a, like a tablet for my kid to watch. I don't care. Go no. play out in the mud. Yep. You get TV time, a set TV time. Yeah, I babysat some kids that got like two hours TV time, and that was yeah. it. But otherwise, it's go outside and play. Go outside and play. Yeah. Go play with your do- your dolls. Go play with your. Yeah, you're not gonna fucking get a screen. Cars. I don't baby. care. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I was never allowed to have a TV in my room when I was growing up. I so. didn't have one. I had one at my dad's house when my parents got divorced, but I barely ever used it. It was a Mickey Mouse TV. Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, sorry. So I'm sorry if you're a college student because apparently we have the same amount of anxiety as like those who are actually in a mental institution. Makes a lot of sense. (laughs) It really does. Uh. (laughs) Anyway, um, but you can see in this documentary, they have video clips and it's like very dark and there's a lot of kids just like curled up and huddled on the floor in a bathroom there you can see like the sinks on the wall and like a lot of these children are naked (gasps) they're they're horrifyingly skinny like it it was just it was heartbreaking to see and in actually in 1972 a man named geraldo rivera he wrote an article about the conditions there awesome oh you think You'd think. Okay. And it basically, people were like, oh my God. Like, it brought attention to it. But nothing was done for 15 years. What? The school remained open for another 15 years after he published his article. It didn't close until 1987. Oh my God. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah. But these kids were subjected to things like corporal punishments, sexual abuse. And um, they were often... This is terrible. They were often used as medical experiments. No! It's um, like Dr. Mangala shit. I hate it. Yeah. They said that they actually would inject them with hepatitis. What? Perfectly healthy kids just to see what would happen. Um, they're going to fucking die. That's what's mm-hmm. going to fucking happen. They'd get horribly, horribly sick and die. Do you think that they did that as like, I know this sounds sick. I'm sorry. <laughs> you all have sick minds too, probably, because we're all some of those. Yeah. Um, Like, do you think that was some sort of population control you may be right honestly they knew it was gonna fucking kill them and mm, they gave it to them anyway i actually think you might be on with something there i didn't think about that and that's that's entirely possible i hate that yeah, that's a oh, horror but horrifying oh my god horrifyingly sad thought but like yeah that is that's the only thing i can think of to like like what can we do to like keep population down to like keep ourselves up and running to make sure that maybe some of these kids don't fucking starve to death yeah let's kill some oh, of them like so sad and like they would do it in the name of science so therefore it would be like justified but it's not really for science well and it's and also i mean a lot of these kids like i said they were just dropped off and left so it's Ugh, not like anybody they was, don't do anything wrong nobody was coming back for them nobody was checking on that. them and so they were just used as test subjects and that's terrible i hate that um i don't like it but thankfully um andre rand only worked there for two years okay so from 19 19- what was his last name rand rand okay andre rand andre rand um so name. from from 1966 1968 he worked there when he leaves is when he changed his name when he so, left the hospital yeah when he left the job at the hospital yeah or the school as they like to call it yeah school school my ass school (laughs) get out of here but um so he changed his name from frank ration to andre rand after leaving this job okay and he kind of continued to work odd jobs here and there he sometimes had a home 
Most of the time, he, like, lived in shelters that he made for himself. Did it say why he changed his name? He just did? He just, he just did. Okay. All right. Um, just curious. Yeah. And there was one article, one article that said it was to get away with his crimes. And I'm like, there's abs- uh, there was no proof of that whatsoever. It and could also be that he didn't want to be fucking associated with this fucking place. Yeah. So when somebody goes to look for Frank Rand. Frank Ration. Oh, sorry. Frank Ration. Mm. <laughs> You're <Frank>, close. <laughs> Frank Ration. Like, they don't find him because he changed his name. Yeah. Well, I mean, they could probably but, find him. Yeah, but I was going to say, anyway. it, was, it was only one article that said that. And I was like, I... That seems far-fetched. Yeah, it just seems like they were trying to put an excuse to Unless it. Unless he has, like, super premeditation. Yeah. Like, super Be- premeditation. Because at, at this point, it was before he had committed any crimes. Right. So, I, it, did make, it didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't make sense. Um, I'm not sure I believe that, but sure article sure <laughs> but he like he frequently he like honestly he lived in the woods a lot he built himself shelters and tents so and just like like he, a unabomber he just was like a mountain man yeah he okay. kind of just lived in the wilderness he didn't couldn't really afford much just worked his odd jobs and okay. that was about that um so on may 25th of 1969 this is the first time that andre gets in trouble so okay. he is arrested for kidnapping and attempted rape of a nine-year-old girl from the Bronx. Ew. She is unnamed. Um, yeah. No sources have her name, obviously. Um, he coaxed her into his car before taking her to a big empty lot. And he Ugh. had started to remove her clothing. And while they were there, a police car did drive by. Thank God. Yeah. So before he could get anywhere and before he did anything, the police caught him and he was immediately arrested. Good. Um, he was charged with attempted rape, but he pled guilty in order to get a lesser sentence. So he ends up only being charged with sexual abuse. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. He was sentenced. You're going to hate this even more. He was sentenced to four years in jail. What the fuck? Oh, he only served 16 months. Ugh! I hate that shit. Yep. I hate it. <laughs> Overpopulation, overcrowding. God uh-huh. damn it. So, in 1970, by 1970, after that, after being released, he was arrested a few more times for, like, little petty crimes. Things just, like, bur- burglary and theft. Like, little, okay. little things. Um, and then... As time moved forward, he started getting linked to a lot of cases of missing children. Okay. And in 1972, he got a job painting. He was painting the exterior of an apartment complex that was in South Beach on Staten Island. And this was where five-year-old Elise Pereira, I believe is how you say her name, P-E-R-E-I-R-A, Pereira. Wait, say it again. P E R E I R A. E I. Pereira. 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 Um, I'm gonna call her Elise. (laughs) Send me some IPA if you know what that fuck that is, (laughs) (laughs) and then I can say it right. (laughs) Um. So she was only five years old. Um. And on this day, while he is painting, Elise goes missing. She was in the lobby of the hotel. She was playing with her brother. Okay. And for only a few minutes, her brother went away, didn't say what he was doing. 
But when he came back, Elise was gone. Well, it takes like nothing to scoop up a kid. That's what's so terrible. Mm -hmm. Now, they brought him in for questions, but they didn't have any evidence. Nobody saw but him. But, like, they brought him in just because he, they were like, oh, this guy's a convicted rapist, and he was, like, near exactly. there at the time. Okay. He had he had the the record. He was there. So they brought him in. Okay. But they had absolutely no evidence that it was him. Um, they had to let him go. They had, yeah, they had to let him go. And there's just nothing. And they don't know where her body is or anything. Ugh, I hate that. Oh, you're going to start to hate this even more. I mean, I've watched this documentary, but it hasn't been for like years. So <laughs> like this seems like new to me. <laughs> I know it's not, but it seems like it. And now we jump to, uh, we jump a little further down the line. And in July of 1977, 18-year-old Audrey Nuremberg, she leaves her family home around 2 p.m. She told her mother she was going to the store. She was just going to pick up a pack of cigarettes. Okay. Um, she did not come home. That's like a big age jump, though. Yeah. You'll you'll see. Okay. There's a connection. Okay. I was like, mm, don't be suspicious. <laughs> so, Audrey was a diagnosed schizophrenic. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So... She went missing. Um, they brought in the police. Later that day, Audrey's father actually received a call, and it was from an anonymous person, and he said, get as much money as you can in this amount of time, and I'll release her. Mm-hmm. And so he actually ends up calling the FBI. Good. And he was like, okay like they're threatening me i I don't have money like i think i want my daughter back they have my daughter and so they send two undercover fbi agents to the home okay and they're waiting for a second call waiting 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 they never call so he just was like so he he basically was like get all this money i'll call and tell you later where to meet me and then just never and never calls that's fucked and um audrey's father actually said that he thinks that the person was watching the house and yeah, even but if they were undercover well that's the thing he says even though that they were undercover he thinks that they might have figured it out it might or have been. maybe just been like mm, yeah like, like this who's who are these people exactly you know? and it might have scared them off um so the police because she was a diagnosed schizophrenic they think that when she went out she became disoriented and she just got really confused, couldn't find her way home, and ends up getting picked up. Like, Ugh, yeah. Um, that makes sense. Her parents disagreed with this theory. They said that she was on new medication, that she'd been doing really well, she hadn't had any episodes, she hadn't really had any recent problems. So they were like, I don't know, like, it's plausible, but I don't see it happening. She'd been on the up and up, like, mm. But it's possible, like, you know, he could have just, like, drove up in his car and been like, hey, you need a ride? Yeah. Back then, like, hitchhiking was, like, exactly I mean, not a thing. And people didn't think twice about that. Mm-hmm. 
And the big reason they know that, like, something happened was because Audrey was homeschooled because of the schizophrenia. Uh-huh. She didn't have a lot of friends. Okay. Um, she didn't really have anywhere to go. Yeah, and it's not so like she like, just run away or something. Yeah, so like her family was all she had. It was like, okay, I'm going to store to, store to buy cigarettes. I'll be right back. And then she just doesn't come back. Ooh. So like something's obviously yeah, something's wrong. Off. And um so there's a couple of different things that come in and out of this. At one point, um there's a suspect in the case that was a friend of her brother's. Okay. And they end up, they like, he comes in as a suspect, but it ends up they don't have any evidence, again, to tie this person to it. So this friend, Audrey's parents did not like this friend. He was This not, is the brother's friend. The brother's friend. Okay. He was not allowed in the house. Ooh. Like, he was, his parents just were like, no. Nope. No, thank you. And he only lived a block away from where Audrey was van, like, or was last seen, like, where she mm, disappeared. That seems suspicious. Yeah. Um, so, and on top of it, five years after her disappearance, the friend was convicted of stabbing a woman. So it could have been him. And they interviewed him in connection to Audrey's case, but he didn't, he had nothing to give up. He said nothing. On the case, he didn't say, like, whether or not he had any involvement, and he refused a polygraph. So, like, they had no evidence. He was just a creepy person that was around there at the right time. And it's not like you can make somebody do polygraph unless you're, like... Exactly. They had no like no. You're, like, you're convicted. You're going to take this polygraph. He now, was you know? just a shitty person in the area uh, okay. with a connection. Okay. Um, but, so that, that kind of fizzled out, and... um. Some, um, again, investigators theorized that when she became disoriented, they actually picked her up and she was admitted to, like, a psychiatric hospital under Jane Doe. Um, so that she, like, almost basically had an episode and forgot who she was. And Has that happened before? I, I don't know. I don't, know how, I don't have schizophrenia. So that's somebody the tell thing me I was going to say. I don't know too much about how schizophrenia works. I don't know if that's plausible but that seems far-fetched it was to me, but mentioned in the documentary too by the investigators oh that she might have that she might have like had an episode and just gotten really turned around and they so i mean i guess there's a way to be like i don't i mean like if you're so turned around that you're like what is it yeah like you know but like there was nothing there was no signs and they they did as much searching wow. as they can they went to a lot of local hospitals nobody had reports of a jane doe that looked anything like her so it was just she up and vanished without a trace. Okay. Um, so I was like, if there's like a hospital thing and you're not checking up on that, like that's your fucking stupid ass. Yeah. Fucking idiot. But the, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I started that sentence and I couldn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. But the sad thing is her parents still like to believe that she was. Like they said, adopt like was just a Jane Doe in a hospital, and she ends up getting adopted by another family that took care of her. Okay. They like they don't like to believe that she died or was killed. Like they they refuse to I mean, accept that. I mean, if there's no real evidence to support that she was killed, mm-hmm. then maybe that's better that they think that. Like I don't know, I don't want like a parent to not have closure if they don't like like you know. But if they're never ever gonna have closure, exactly. Sometimes I think it's better for them to like think something else. Mm-hmm. And this was just blocks from where Andre had 
set up his camp. Where she was where, where she disappeared. Uh, yeah. Okay. That so, seems suspicious. Yeah. That seems um, suspicious. So again, another girl close to him, but no real evidence. Well, uh, smart if that's right. true. <laughs> um, on October 24th in 1978, um, a woman, not a young woman, a, a woman named Ethel Atwell, she was actually working at the Staten Island Developmental Center. She arrived for work. She parked her car in the lot around 6 a.m. Yep, it was around 6 a.m. It was in the morning. And from inside, two employees claimed that they heard Ethel talking to somebody. It was a man, and it got kind of intense, and the man kept shouting, come on, come on, like, and they heard her be like, no, you'll beat me. No, like, I'm not going with you. You're going to hurt me. And... It was dark outside, unfortunately, so they couldn't really see see what what was going on in the parking Mm -hmm. lot. But they called the police, and um, by the time the police got there, Atwell was gone. Uh, They found all of her belongings, like, scattered throughout the parking lot. Um, Her keys were found in the woods nearby. Weird. Yeah. So in the parking lot, scattered next to her car, there was her purse, one of her earrings, um, one of her shoes, a couple of her coat buttons. Like you ripped up my coat? Mm-hmm. And Weird. half of a set of her dentures. How do you... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how dentures work. I, I mean, I have normal I, teeth, <laughs> and I hope to keep them for a long time. <laughs> but how do you... <laughs> I I uh, <laughs> you're just like gumming it on the bottom or the top. Oh, sorry. Oh, I like we're just being like help. And you <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. This is not funny. <laughs> This is not funny. Burst out laughing. This is not funny. I just like. It's just like. I, I mean, it's funny because I don't know. It's so what odd. Type of the gent- dent- is it the top dentures? It didn't <laughs> say. It just said half of her set of dentures. It didn't say if it was top or bottom. <laughs> it's one half of your face. Right, here. <laughs> <laughs> right down the middle. Right down the middle. You're like freaking. You're like two face. Like, like how <laughs> I just don't. I mean, I feel like those kind of work in sort of a suction way. Mm. Like to an extent. I feel like they do. Because it's not like, I mean, do you put uh, do you put glue down, denture glue? Maybe? I actually don't know. I, I don't know how dentures work. If you know, tell us. <laughs> if you don't know, <laughs> I want to know what how you lose half your dentures. I have this theory that your mom's currently listening to this episode going, I know how they work and really <laughs> wants to tell us. And you're going to get a random ass phone call from your mom being like, this is how dentures My work. My mother does not have dentures and she would be upset but, with the implication. <laughs> no, but she'll like, I feel like she'll just know. Like, she'll just like have that fact, that knowledge. and because she always you always talk about how she's like she like we ask questions and she'll have answers to it and she'll be upset well because my mom i love you mom um, <laughs> she has told me she's like i really don't understand podcasts i really don't get it and she does not like true crime so the fact that she listens she's very dedicated she's a very dedicated mom and, <laughs> and she says that it's the reason that she likes our podcast is because we make it like funny but she forgets that we are not actually with her and i was like oh yeah that's like a thing when you first start listening to podcasts where you like are you like, like talk oh. to it <laughs> like oh yeah i mean i still talk to it 
if I listen to Morbid, I'm always like, yeah, Ash, yeah. good for you. You think the same thing I'm thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, my mom forgets, and so she'll try to be, like, answering our questions. And then she'll be like, oh, wait. <laughs> they are not here in this car with me. I feel like your mom just has the knowledge. This is recorded, like, <laughs> we should not just, right now. We should just, like, we, instead of phone a friend, it should just be, like, phone your mom. Phone my mom. <laughs> and she's like, mm, what's up? I mean, she told me about that one case. Yeah, she did, actually. Wait, did you know about this case? I was like, no, I didn't, Mom. No, I didn't. Thank you. <laughs> anyway. Hi, Mom. <laughs> She's um, going to be so happy. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> we just mentioned her. Hi. Anyway. Um, say. So, yeah, they found all of those belongings kind of scattered on the ground throughout the parking lot near her car. And, like I said, they found her keys off in the woods later on during the search. Um, but they had... <laughs> No evidence. None. To, like, do anything. To suspect anyone. And again, Andre became a suspect because of the vicinity and because it was where he used to work. And I feel like that's annoying, though, because, like, just because it's where he used to work and it's in his vicinity, that doesn't mean shit. Mm -hmm. Always. I mean... Oh, Nicole's making a face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just w- you just wait. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm like, mm, that doesn't seem like a lot of evidence to like pull somebody in. Yeah, Atwell. Um, she actually ended up being the only victim that was not from Staten Island. Technically, she would come from Newark, New Jersey. She drove there from Newark to work. But she was worked. There. But she worked there. Got it. Um. So again, disappeared without a trace. No evidence. No evidence. In uh, '79, um, there was two charges. Two, I'm not too sorry. Two people that came forward and accused um, Andre of sexual assault, but neither one of them pressed charges. So they went to the police and said, "This guy raped me or tried to rape me." Yeah, they both accused him of raping him. And one of them was actually a 15-year-old girl. But okay. neither of them wanted to press charges, so he was never arrested for it. Why then Then why go to the police? I don't know. I mean, I guess it becomes helpful later. Uh, see, I mean, sometimes sometimes a lot of people don't realize that when you, when you go to the police, like, what ha- goes into actually getting somebody arrested and charged. Okay. So, like, they may have gone forward and been like, okay, I want to... Like and then file. they're like, oh, you got to testify. And I like, want yeah. yeah, I say I want to file a report. And they're like, okay, well, what evidence do you have? What None, can you just my word? Exactly. What can you prove? Because if we're going to hate it, if we're going to just listen to someone. Exactly. I say if we're going to drag you down through the dumps and through a trial, we, we you, need to know everything. We need to know everything. And we want to make sure that you're ready for what's going to come up because they will drag up everything. And it's a lot going through that. So. And oh, so they could have con- come forward and with the accusations and then been like, oh, well, if that's what I've got to go through, Fuck I mean, that. I've got nothing besides my word. And the fact that he's already a registered sex offender, like, I got nothing else. So they most likely just walked away. Said, oh, never mind. I hate that. Okay. Yeah. Listen to victims. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. Listen to victims. Anyway. Um. <laughs> or at least investigate enough to prove that they're not victims. If they're not. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen. But, um, in, uh, so this keeps moving forward. This, like, this case jumps a lot through time. 
in a, um, 1981, um, Andre is actually brought into for questioning by the Port Richmond police. And it's in connection to the disappearance of a seven-year-old girl named Holly Hughes. Okay. She went missing like on it. the 15th of July. She had gone out. Her mother had sent her to the Port Richmond Deli, which was just down the street, okay. to buy a bar of soap. Um, the interview, it's actually really interesting. In the, inter- um, in the um, documentary, they interview the young cashier that was working at the time. They, okay. had, they had news interviews from what, like, when she first went missing of the young boy that was working the counter. And then in the documentary, they actually managed to find this guy again. So you see him like right around the time of the disappearance from a news interview. And then you get to see him as an older adult, as an older man in 2004 when all of this comes back around. Okay. And he talks about how he remembers she came in because she was five cents short for the bar of soap, but he just let her take it anyway. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, and he talks about how he remembers that she was very dirty. She was, like, kind of just, like, kind of dirty. And, like, I guess the family wasn't very wealthy. Um, Besides me being a cleaning <laughs> But, um. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. So her disappearance was reported. And then about a month after being missing, Holly's mom actually gets a call. And the caller claims his name is Sal. And Sal says, meet him. We are going to perform and film sex acts. And as long as you comply with what I want, I will let you go and I will release your daughter. Weird. Okay. So uh, Holly goes to the police and the police accompany her to Penn Station where they were set to meet and nothing ever happens. So they get there, they wait, and they wait, and they There's wait. another call now. Another call with no oh, follow-through. Okay. And Holly's mom actually believed it was just a hoax. Um, but... Well, it seems like it, since the last call was also like that. Yeah. And it's sad, but when things like that happen, there are those jerks that think it's fun to call and be like, whoa, blah, 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 let me make a prank call right now. Because but I'm actually going to keep your daughter and most likely kill her well i mean not only that but sometimes it's just assholes it's people that aren't even involved oh yeah they just like feel the the need to be like haha this would be funny like i hate that you guys suck those people do exist and they do suck you (laughs) suck um so witnesses said they actually saw andre's car um he had like a really shitty beat up volkswagen beetle like one of our good friends that Bundy, we all know. Bundy, Bundy. <laughs> yep. Um, oh god. Remember that it comes back. <laughs> um. Okay. So they claim that they saw his car around where she went missing, and they actually searched his car, but they found no evidence. There was oh. nothing in it. Okay. That is. Well, but maybe it's like okay, like. Ugh. That, that's going to become a phrase that's going to make it groan more and more throughout this. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm annoyed already. And there's like a heartbreaking clip that they play in the documentary from when she first went missing of the mother on the news, like sobbing and begging for her to be brought back. I don't like it. And it hurt my soul. It just, 
no one should ever have to deal with that. Holly's parents stayed up day and night searching for her for weeks on end. Um, and it was just another investigation where there was just no nothing. evidence. Ugh. There was nothing. And um, Holly's parents actually accused the police of botching the investigation. They said that they ignored a lot of witness statements because the witnesses that came forward actually had records, like had like criminal records. And so when the witnesses came forward, they they concluded it wasn't credible because these witnesses what? had a record. And I'm like, that is bullshit. If you somebody's have... coming to you and being like, yeah, I fucking saw this girl. Yeah. Like, like I, what? You wouldn't listen to that? You'd just be like, oh, well, you, I've picked you up for having drugs before, so you're Yeah, fine. I'd be like, I don't care who you are. I'm going to look into it. Like, exactly. even if I don't believe you, it's a fucking witness coming forward about a missing seven-year-old girl, you assholes. Oh, and I hate that. her, Holly's half-brother actually later becomes an NYPD uh, detective. Did he discover that they were malpractice? No. They swore up and down to him the entire time that nothing ever was wrong with the investigation and that there was no there was no mishandling and blah 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 and um her brother actually ends up being a key player and he ends up being what gets holly's case to trial eventually okay so remember holly because she comes back around okay and this is a wild part of the story that i just like i read this and was like what um on January 9th of 1983, okay. Andre kidnaps 11 children. 11? Yep. Okay. He was a bus driver for the YMCA in yeah, West of Brighton. He, <laughs> of he loaded them into the van and he drove them to the Newark airport. What? On the way, he stopped and he got all the kids hamburgers from White Castle. And Weird. he brought them to the airport so that they could watch the planes take off and land. What? After about five hours, he comes back to the YMCA. And at this point, the police are fucking everywhere. They're like, what the fuck? Because there's a bunch of parents with, there's 11 missing children. And they're like, where, what the Where's fuck? Where's my fucking kid? And Andre just comes strolling back into the parking lot with a van full of kids. What like, oh, just a field trip. Um, (laughs) he was immediately arrested and convicted of unlawful, um, unlawful imprisonment. And he was sentenced to only 10 months in jail for it What? because none of the children actually got hurt. He just like, he just like took them, bought them hamburgers, let them watch planes take off and land and then brought them back. This is also the man that like raped. Tried to. A very young, or tried to rape a very young girl. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Okay. Um. <laughs> oh, and he only served eight months. <laughs> Why do you tell me those things? God so, damn it. <laughs> he was released, and he basically immediately became another suspect in a disappearance. Her name after this one, the other one after being after being in jail. So he gets out and. The, um, a 10-year-old girl named Tyhees Jackson. How do you spell it? T-I-A-H-E-A-S-E. Tyhees. Okay. That is how they said it in the documentary. Tyhees. Yes, Tyhees. Well, there's an opera called Tyhees, and it's spelled differently. Uh, so I was wondering if it's spelled that way. <laughs> um, so Tyhees was actually a mentally handicapped girl. 
Um, she was last seen leaving the local motel where, this is so sad, she and her mother and her three siblings lived in one room together. While her mother was asleep, um, Tahis wandered out, and one of the residents asked if she could go to the supermarket and get chicken wings. What the fuck? Go get your own fucking chicken wings. Thank you. <laughs> this <laughs> you is not your child. <laughs> um, so witnesses claim to have seen her on the street talking to an adult male. And after that, after she asking was, for the chicken wings, uh, yep, when she was on her way to the store. And then after that, she was never seen again. She never came back. They have no reports of her at the store. And just as every case goes, Andre was a suspect and there was no No evidence. evidence. Um, In 1984, Andre was linked to another disappearance. Oh, God. And this one is very... uh, The only connection, again, is that this person that disappeared was also mentally disabled. Okay. Um, It was a 22-year-old man, and his name was Henry Gaforio. Henry had... um, uh, He was... Had a mental disability that it lowered his iq so he had a very 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 low iq and he had like the mental mannerisms of a 15 year old so he was not a full functioning adult um he went missing one night he had gone out to get drinks and he was by himself and he got turned away from one bar went into another while he was there witnesses claim that they saw Gaforio talking to Andre and okay. then at one point he gets up to leave and they leave together Okay. and now this was actually very interesting that I learned from the documentary there is a news clip of a reporter on the street talking about the disappearance of Holly Holly Hughes uh-huh. in the background Directly behind the reporter is Henry. So you can see him like in the crowd of people standing behind the reporter and he's right there. Like the, it's Whoa. like the reporter's dead center and he's, and he's like directly bu- like de- directly over her shoulder. Whoa. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Andre's involvement, again, has never been proven, but was very widely speculated. Mm-hmm. And he lived just around the corner from Holly. Of course so he did. again, in the same neighborhood. <sighs> and now, the case that brings Andre down. July 9th of 1987. This is right after that hospital shuts down. Okay. Um, the one that he worked at. Mm-hmm. A 12-year-old girl with Down syndrome... Her name is Jennifer Schwager. She was taken from her home in Westerly. And <laughs> this story exploded because Jennifer was widely known by a lot of people. Sure. She was a very sweet young girl. Um, and the neighborhoods were just like 
in a like what the fuck? yeah they were like at this point all of these people had gone missing and they were a wreck that jennifer was gone and they had hundreds of people turn up to start searching the area for her hundreds um two witnesses came forward and said that they saw jennifer talking to a man who had a girl's green bicycle with a black basket on the front now one of the detectives Uh hears this and is like oh shit i saw andre rand at the grocery store the other day he was riding a girl's green bicycle with a black basket so they just pick him up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. I mean, that helps. So they pick <laughs> him up. <laughs> um, and while he's uh, in custody, they managed to trace Jennifer's movements to the abandoned Staten Island Developmental Center. Why'd she go there? <laughs> Turns out, um, since being released from jail, Andre... Um, had been living in a makeshift shelter on the grounds so he had a shelter set up in the woods that you can actually see in the documentary and it's basically he had just like a cot and he like attached a tarp to a bunch of trees to form like a roof and he was like living underneath it oh my god um (laughs) and they did they have they had a lot of witnesses come forward that said again that they saw andre and jennifer together that day uh. and so after they picked him up they charged him with kidnapping and he was being held without bail pending a psychiatric evaluation evaluation okay just eight days later after they picked him up investigators found jennifer's naked body in a shallow grave oh my god <sighs> One of the women that's in the search party is interviewed in the documentary, and she talks about the moment that they found her. She was one of the people that was there when they found her. Mm. And they found the soft spot in the ground that clearly had been disturbed. And so they started digging, and the first thing they uncovered were her toes. And now, this is where it gets a little weird. Investigators mentioned that all of the blood in Jennifer's body had pooled at her feet. But the way she was buried in the ground, she was sloped downwards with her head lower than her feet. So she died standing up. So she should not that like that's not her original resting place. Clearly. She was clearly killed moved. Somewhere else. Killed okay. somewhere, left and where probably not left wherever down she was that way. And then moved and buried. Ugh, okay. So they had searched this area many, many times before finding her body. And they really? said it was very obvious when they finally found the spot where her body was. And they were like, we should. It's like somebody was fucking doing that on purpose. Exactly. And it's, they were like, we should have seen this before. This should not have been missed. And Andre's makeshift shelter was only about 150 yards away. Oh, Mm-hmm. So, think about this. Um, on top of the kidnapping sentence, they charged him with first-degree murder. He was found guilty. They sentenced him to 25 years to life. Mm-hmm. Um, just a fun fact, while he was in prison, he served time with Son of Sam. Whoa! Okay, yep. cool. Yep. And um, Joel Steinberg 
cool. So interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> um, so right before being arrested, Andre was living with a reverend and his name was Charles Musket. Okay. And Charles says that they brought him in because the police told him to. They wanted somewhere that they could have Andre where they knew where he was at all times. There was somebody always with him. Okay. They bugged the home. Like with they like got his approval, Charles' approval, and okay. they bugged the home. It was constantly under surveillance and they they had him taken Andre. Oh. Um while he was there and it was he said it was terrible because he wasn't allowed to talk about this. Mm-hmm. So he th- he said like neighbors were threatening him. Like, the whole neighborhood turned against him because they, at this point, like, all of these girls were missing. And he was a suspect in all of them. And people knew it. Yeah. So, they were like, how dare you take this man in and give him a home? How, like... And they have no... He can't say anything, so... Exactly. He couldn't say anything. He was helping the police. Uh, okay. And, um... The reverend actually claims that Andre flat out told him that he took Jennifer. And that it was, it was like, he said it was like there, it was nothing short of just like a full out confession. Wow. Like there was no doubt that it was like, it wasn't even like a, he hinted at it. It was like, he was just like, yeah, I took her. I fucking took her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and in this interview, it's actually one of the first times that this reverend talks about it because for a long time he was like shunned from staten island he they actually they actually tracked him down and he was living in pennsylvania at the time when they interview him because he had to leave yeah because people are probably like what the fuck yeah they they literally chased him out of the neighborhood um so there's that fun little fact (laughs) um so he is serving his time in prison and it's not until september of 2004 that Andre is finally tried for the disappearance of Holly Hughes. Wow. Okay. It's a long ass time before this happens. Yeah. Um, there was no cameras allowed in the courtroom for this trial. Okay. Um, so they spent a lot of time, the documentary crew literally just like stood outside of the courthouse and waited for people to come out and just like grabbed as many people as they could and they were like can we talk to you can we talk to you can we talk to you Uh and at this point um andre had been in jail for 21 years what oh what yep so he was only four years away from being eligible for parole and now he's back on trial what the fuck? Yeah. So detectives had gone back through the case and they went back to the witnesses that had been originally deemed not credible. Okay. And they actually got more um, more witness statements. They actually put a few of the witnesses under hypnosis and found out more details uh, from those few witnesses. Okay. And based on this, they, like, piece together a few little things that they don't mention what it is, but they piece together a few extra things about the day that Holly vanished, and this is what has them bring Andre back to trial. And Andre Rand himself, like I mentioned before, refused to take the stand. 
Yeah. So all they have is all of these witness testimonies. So, but there's no actual physical evidence. Uh-huh. They have, um, okay. they managed to get a few of his fellow inmates to come forward. A few of whom said they heard him think, say things like, kids entice me. Okay. Um, but that's not, I know that's fucked. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I feel like I'm playing devil's advocate right now. That's fucked, but that's not criminal. Some of them, say. some of them heard him say, quote, you know me and Bundy are alike in many ways. We both use Volkswagens. Bundy's thing was women. My thing is kids. Don't like it. Never mind. I take back everything <laughs> I said. I was going to say, that's why I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I take back everything I said. I'm like, okay, yeah, but people can make shit up and people can like blah, blah, blah. Yeah, never mind. It's like when you when you mentioned the, the Bundy's Volkswagen, I was like, wait for it. Bundy, Bundy, Bundy. <laughs> um. And they actually also had Holly's mother come in, and she claims that the voice that was on the phone from the call she received was Andre's voice. Okay. I thought that was kind of like, ah. Unless you had heard him on the phone before. I mean, and I mean back then. Or since. It was like phones were old. You know, it was, and it had been a long ass time. Since that had happened. So it was just kind of like, I guess if you think, but like it had been so long, she could, she probably was just like, yeah, that sounds like him. That sounds like him. Yeah. And she probably doesn't even remember. And I'm not, I'm not supporting this man. Literally, (laughs) literally, I just was like, people make (laughs) shit up. I don't, Um, I'm not trying to be devil's advocate and be an asshole, but. And it's not a crime to say that stuff. <laughs> it's a crime to do that stuff, but it's not a crime. So um, Andre's attorney tried to turn the blame on, on Holly's parents. What? Yep. So in the middle that of her, angry. in the middle of her disappearance, they were getting a divorce and they were oh. fighting over custody of Holly. Ugh. And at that point, there had already been a few occurrences where each parent had taken Holly away from the other one with. And there without had been, permission. yeah, without permission, there had been issues. Uh, but all the way back in 1981, when she first goes missing, they ruled them both out as suspects. They were like, there's absolutely no proof. The, both of these parents are horrifyingly distraught. They're out there day and night searching for their daughter. And right. they're clearly not guilty. Like, this was not them. And so they, but even still, they still tried to blame Holly's parents. That's, oh, and then that. they also tried to claim that the lead investigator focused on the first and the easiest suspect because he was getting ready for retirement. That sounds... So he wanted an open and shut case so that he could go off into retirement. That sounds about right. <laughs> um, during this trial, so not only is Holly's family there, but Jennifer's family showed up. But, they, but he's not being tried for that. No, he was already tried for that. He was in jail and for it. And he was already in jail for that. Okay. So Jennifer Schwager's parents showed up and just to support Holly's family. Right. Um, and <laughs> they even tried. This I only heard in the documentary. I did not see this in any of the sources that I read. But I feel like it, I don't know. I'm sorry. I feel like a documentary is so much more accurate. Than I know. That's why I'm going to mention it. But. <laughs> during during the evidence the 
during the evidence, <laughs> I read a little fast there. During the trial, they tried to present evidence that Rand was part of a cult. That, okay. And that he had been supplying children to the Church of the Process. Which, I don't know how much you know about the case of the Son of Sam. I know very little about Son of Sam. So, that's the church that Son of Sam claims helped him commit his crimes. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, they had letters, they had apparent letters, stating that Andre had never killed the children, but only brought them to the church where they were later killed. Okay. And um, they had an interview with Rand from back in 1988. And a lot of the transcripts were like, they were asking him about devil worship and cults. And he was not having any of it. He was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I, this is not, I don't have any part of this. So they're saying that he does, but he's claiming he doesn't. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, you see in the documentary, they go down into the tunnels of the abandoned asylum because it's still there. Yeah. Some of the buildings have been repurposed into a college that is down there, but some some of it still stands abandoned. And there is evidence that there were cults there, but there is no evidence that Andre Rand was a part was of them. Was a part of them. He just lived mm. down there and was around there when these things were happening. Okay. Um, so even one of, the, one of the other investigators was like, yeah, we looked into it, but we had no proof of like any participation on his okay. end. Um, so even with the very little evidence they had, he was convicted again. He was sentenced to another 25 years to life on top of his already existing sentence. I don't know how they're living like that. Okay. If he lives long enough, he'll be eligible for, eligible for parole in 2037 at the age of 93. He is still alive. Whoa. Um, and this is where, like, my little rant comes in. And I literally wrote, the biggest question is, who the fuck's actually responsible? Because every single one of these, there is no evidence connecting he did Rand. anything. The only one that there is any evidence of is the very first one where the, he is accused of attempting, to, him attempting to rape the girl. They literally caught him red-handed. That is the only one they have the evidence of. The only body they ever found of all of these people that disappeared. They only found Jennifer. That's literally what I was like. I was just like, mm, I don't know how I feel about this. See, like, this doesn't seem like it's, I mean, I mean, yes, pick up the sex offender or whatever. That's like the closest to the scene. Sure. But like, it just seems like they're trying to put somebody away for the sake of putting somebody away. They always do that. I hate that. I mean, and like, I understand. Po- I mean, that's, you should check the area for offenders like that but it shouldn't be your immediate first and only suspect exactly like oh yeah you worked here this one day so like it has to have been you like and so if you go back jennifer's body is the only one they find they never found holly they never found alice they never found ethel they never found henry they never found tahis and they never found audrey and they all think that it's him yeah they all think it's him he is the number one suspect in all of their cases. That's just, I feel like that's, like he, that's kind of poor police work. To this day maintains his innocence. 
I would too if there's no fucking evidence against me. You're like, God. I'm, and I'm not condoning. And if if he committed any of these crimes, I'm not condoning anything he did. But it's like all of that stuff can be like it's so hearsay. It's it's a lot of hearsay and it's a lot of bullshit. Honestly, I mean, I'm not. You have he, no evidence against him, and he's convicted. I would say he definitely got caught with a nine year old. He yeah, definitely like, took good, the eleven children from the YMCA. Good, like he should get convicted for that shit. But they have literally no evidence in the disappearance of any of these other people that they're trying to pin on him. And I just, I was sitting there and I'm like, how can they think that? Like, it it just honestly blows my mind. They have this man pinned as a serial killer. Like They just don't have any evidence and to They have it. no evidence on and it. And he, like, is in jail for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. He's been. He, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. If he was innocent and he maintains his innocence to this day, why didn't he fucking take the stand? Why didn't he fucking take the stand? Because I would have gotten right up there and been like, these guys have no fucking evidence to prove that I did any of this. Exactly. And I am not fucking guilty. Like, I would have tried to defend myself. I mean, unless somebody tried to convince him that like, oh, which happens. I mean, not trying to be an asshole, but I feel like that happens more often than not, that people are like, you're just not going to win this case. Mm -hmm. And so they can get convinced somehow to not do that when it would maybe save them. And it would put reasonable doubt in somebody's fucking mind. And that's the thing is like, I think he was just stuck at the point where everybody so badly wanted to blame him for everything that he just shut up and took it because that's so he didn't want to argue because he thought he was going to get convicted anyway. And I think that's sad. I would have fucking fought my ass off because I I mean, like I didn't fucking do this at this point. I mean, even if this man did commit these crimes, there is no evidence. And I think the trials he went through are bullshit because there is How no are you evidence. How me some, for something that you don't have any evidence that I did? I was going to say, there's almost, like, even, and like I said, even in Jennifer's case, they when they found her buried, all of the blood in her body was pulled at her feet, but she was so buried head down. Was she? So where was she buried? Where was she kept? in a shelter in the fucking bowels of this fucking hospital where is he gonna preserve this fucking body like that on top of it they found her eight days after he had been arrested and was being held without bail there's no way he put her there yeah and they found her in a shallow grave that they said was really easy to find in an area they had already searched and it just i think she was put there and i think it was basically i think it was somebody's way of trying to pin rand finally to all of this well it's probably like somebody i mean there are smart people out there where they like know there's this sex offender that lives around me Mm -hmm. and i probably could try and pin it on him yeah it seems like that to me where it's like too much of a coincidence that this guy happens to be around but there's no evidence to con- to conclude at all that he has been a part yeah. of this in any way. Like he, yes, he is a strange man, and he's done a couple fucked up things. But that doesn't make you a fucking criminal. Yeah, I'm sorry. And I don't think I'm you. Not trying to, I'm really I don't not think, trying to. Like that's the whole thing where I was like, mm, yeah, people see, can say stuff. I don't think he was given a fair trial. trial. I don't think he was given a fair trial I don't at all. That's fair. I know. I don't think that's and fair. And I that's literally i have like a whole paragraph of my notes here that was about what we just talked about because i was like this is pissing me off i got through this whole case and i was like they literally have nothing on this man and he's still in jail like and he's still in jail rotting away and nobody's tried to help him to get out like they are dead set on the fact that they think he's guilty and it's yeah you think he's guilty for what though he might be guilty of something but but is it guilty of what you think it is to this day today 
they have not found their bodies. These people are still missing. You think that if he was a, ser- I'm sorry, you think that if he was a fucking serial killer, he'd be like, well, let me help you find their bodies then. And I have it written down that um, every two years, they still search the ground of the hospital. People go out there and they walk the grounds. Mm-hmm. There's an old, there's an old retired investigator that was out there with his, his retired canine dog. And they they searched all around, and they've they've dug holes where they thought they've the dog has found something, and they have found nothing, absolutely nothing. I hate that. In this case, makes me angry. This makes me angry partly because who the fuck would do this to these people? Mm-hmm. But also, are you fucking putting the wrong person in jail? Exactly. So, guys, I really want to know what you think because yes, tell us because I'm puzzled. I'm I got through all of this, and it's funny because I was going through, and all of the articles say like he's the number one suspect. It's believe Andre Rand did this, but nobody sits there and says what I just said and says like, wait a second, where the fuck's the evidence, and how did they even come up with a conviction for this man? I don't. like it's not even questioned I'm in like so any confused. of it I just thought it was it blew my mind I was like I, I don't these people are so dead set on wanting to convict Andre Rand I just I don't I'm think they sure. see the fact that there's literally no evidence there would need to be more evidence for me to be like yeah he probably yeah did. and I'm like yeah the weird things that the the other freaking convicts said that he said but that's like the thing like people <laughs> all the time will say shit under coercion to get some sort of help with their own fucking sentence exactly like that shit happens more often than i think we'd like to realize so i just i can't necessarily believe that that's all true because do you have proof like there's no record there's no recording of this there's no record it's just your word exactly it's just your word and how can i trust your word because you're also a fucking convict so it's just so confusing it makes me so mad i don't like it i just Guys, I'm going to talk myself in circles just saying how mad I am about this. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the legend of Cropsy come to life. That's scary. And I still think it's kind of bullshit. I think it's fucking bullshit. Um, but wow. seriously, I want to hear what you guys think. I want you yes. to check out this documentary. It is so good. It was so good. And from what I remember. <laughs> I was the one that was like, watch this. <laughs> I have, I mean, like, you'll see I have all of my, my, links for my sources and everything i want you to look at the evidence and i want me i want to hear what you think because i don't know to me based on everything i found i just i would not suspicious to me i if i was on the jury i would not have convicted him no i wouldn't have fucking convicted i would have sat there (laughs) i know i would i literally would have sat there and been like i'm not gonna it's hard to think though at that time like the sort of community outrage that there is though Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so like the fact that they're the, the the community probably wanted there to be some sort of resolution to this this stuff. Yeah. They want they didn't want this to be open ended, so they just like took the easiest road they could find. Exactly. That's what it seems like to me. But my also thing is is like why didn't he say anything? Like if he's innocent and he per- and he protests all of this and he says to this day that he's innocent, why yeah. didn't he testify on his own behalf? That's the one thing that, that gets me. That is so suspicious to me. It's like, okay, I, I'm i inclined to not necessarily believe some random convict that says that you did this in the cell yeah. or whatever. 
But at the same time, why are you not speaking yes. to prove otherwise? If you're going to sit there and maintain your innocence, why won't you speak on it? And you won't do interviews and you won't talk to anybody. Like, it's just. You see in the documentary, he like leads them on at one point. They actually talk about um, in one of the articles I read, too, that they uh, they got him to be like, yeah, OK, fine. I will finally do an interview. They get there. And he turns them away and he refuses to speak to them. Huh. So they like go all the way out to see him. And he's like, no. After telling them through letters. Yeah, I'll do an interview. Yeah, I'll talk to you. Yeah, I'll talk to you. Mm-hmm. And that seems kind of like those calls. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, yeah, I'll give you your daughter back if you do this. And then no follow up. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's all just so weird. This is so weird. Oh, this case got me. This it does. <laughs> <laughs> really we're confused talk to us tell me what you think please please <laughs> this is i my mind is boggled right i don't know what to think <laughs> it's bizarre it's so weird wow what a great case isn't it yay spook spook motherfuckers spook, spook motherfuckers <laughs> anyway but wow. guys where can we find them let's see where what can they can find us say um okay so thanks for listening we're yeah. fun and we i finished my wine i don't know if nicole did, i'm almost there i finished a while I like, ago i was sipping in the beginning because we were we were talked a lot in the beginning and then towards the end you got so into it that i was just like i kept talking so i wasn't <laughs> drinking <laughs> i drank all my wine a long time ago so <laughs> both both cups I'll, um, I'll finish it while you tell them where they can find <laughs> <yes>. us. <laughs> you can find us all over social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And on Facebook and Instagram, we are Buzzkillers Podcast. Mm-hmm. And on Twitter, we are Buzzkillers Pod. Um, you can find us all sorts of places to listen. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Maybe Pandora eventually when they deem us worthy. Um, I, I don't know. Um, we also have a YouTube channel now. Please subscribe. If we get a certain amount of followers, we can have our own kind of domain name. Yeah. So follow us on Insta- or on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. Um, did I say YouTube or did I say Instagram? I don't know. Uh, you kind of said a little bit of everything. <laughs> I just let it happen. YouTube. Um, follow us on everything. Um, and then if you go to our podcast uh, website, which is buzzkillerspodcast.com, Yee. you can find all sorts of cool stuff. Um, There's some bios on the two of us. There is a page all about the wines that we drink. Um, I know that Nicole is updating that. Um, yes. And it's really cool. It just, like, tells you a little bit about the wine. And some of these wines are really awesome. So if you can find them in your local stores, um, do it because they're great. Seriously. And then there's also a contact page where you can send us a lovely little email and we will respond promptly. Um, usually it's Nicole because I don't know how I don't get notifications on my phone about emails. So, <laughs> even though I've changed it like a hundred times. So what the fuck's going on, Samsung? Anyway, <laughs> um, you can you can contact us on there or you can just send us a lovely email at buzzkillerspodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Um, either way, we will answer you. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you want to hear about. We yeah. want to hear we want to hear about your spooky stories. We want to hear uh, if you've been to any of the places we've talked about. Um, we just we just want to know all about you. So yeah. love up on us. We're we're tell loving us, up on you. Tell us about yourselves, buzzards. Yes, buzzards. 
buzzards. Our buzzards. Our buzzards. I love it. We came up with that name, but we think it's clever. We think it's funny. So, <laughs> so deal with we're it. We're gonna keep uh. it. anyway. So that's so sad. Last spook, spook, motherfucker episode. I know. But that's okay. Next <laughs> month's going to be fun, too. It is. But, and Nicole will come be coming right back at you next week. I know. <laughs> you don't get a break from one person. <laughs> I'm coming for you. <laughs> it's my podcast. I don't care. <laughs> um, and then we'll probably go back. We'll probably have, like, two episodes with Nicole at the beginning of the month and then two episodes with me at the end of the month. Because the last one will be me and then the first one of – December will also be me, probably, unless we decide to keep our schedule the way it is. I have no, I don't care. We have no qualms. We just switched it around. <laughs> I so have no qualms. We just switched it around so that I could do a lovely episode on my birthday weekend. So, y'all better wish her a happy birthday, or I'm gonna come out there and get you. <laughs> it's my birthday. Anyway. <laughs> my birthday time <laughs> anyway um we love you all and thank you so much for listening thank you and, guys seriously like, sticking with us and i know that we you we, probably are like stop talking i know we love it <laughs> we have a great time talking with y'all it's i have great. no problems with the fact that this episode's gonna be like two and a half hours long i'm gonna be like suck so my nuts now that i'm looking at it 101 minutes oh okay that's, <laughs> it's oh, not, that's that bad. not too bad it's not too bad I didn't, we didn't torture you guys too much this time not too too much but i, I mean i'm sure i'm sure there's stuff to cut out anyway yeah awkward pauses and stuff like uh, that. yeah anyway, <laughs> every time we pause to eat food yeah i'm literally scarfing my face and i dropped a chip on the ground and it was just it was slightly <laughs> disturbing and i was distraught <laughs> It's distraught. <laughs> <laughs> we were like just about to start recording. She's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the ground. It's been there this whole time. <laughs> Thank God the cats aren't in here. <laughs> anyway, um, we love you mm-hmm. and we'll catch you later. And we'll catch you next week with a new topic. Yes. And we're so excited. Um, sad, but excited. I know. This has been an interesting Sad topic. the spooky is over, but. We continue to be spooky people. Always. So, always. So you'll always get a good dose. I will drink out of my skull hand glass forever. Forever. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we love you. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.